Welcome to another episode of Armbar. Armbar. With Dan and Ryan. I'm Dan. Hey, you know what? Let right. me let me try. Armbar. There you go. Uh, and he's Ryan. And uh, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We are quickly approaching WrestleMania. We're like on the exit ramp to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of things have been happening. We have a few of them uh, to talk about. Don't we? We absolutely do. We've got a couple, uh, a couple pit stops to make before. And yeah, the the first pit stop uh, is one that you don't even know about, but we'll we'll check in with the next episode on this. But I'm telling you right now, the star of Southpaw Regional Wrestling, Big Bart, Big Bart is your new favorite wrestler. He's my new favorite wrestler, and he's your new favorite wrestler. It's it's gonna be to a degree that you will be unable to focus on WrestleMania by the next episode because you will only care about Big Bart. So we'll we'll check in uh, next episode on that. But I'm I'm just I'm calling it now. All right. Well, as I've watched it and you have not. Yeah. And to our listeners, this is not some skit. I actually have no idea who Big Bart is. So yep. I will be honest. If Dan is correct, I will give him props for for. You know, damn right. Saying something smart for once. For once. Hannibal. All right. So with that out of the way, we're going to hit, you know, the the build to WrestleMania, kind of the ones that are working out in our eyes and the ones that aren't Um, some not necessarily predictions, but just general thoughts about how the card's shaping up. And then we are going to look at the title picture coming out of WrestleMania, what we think it should look like, what we think it will look like, uh, you know, that sort of deal. Uh, anything else, Ryan? No, I think you explained that perfectly. But, you know, Whoa. you people better strap in because we're about to go Mach 5, Dink and Flicka. Whoop. Is that like a zoom? Yeah, know, zoom, fast zoom lane. Yeah, zoom, 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 zoom. So maybe we can uh, hand it off to Clint real quick and then uh, jump into this uh, this here episode. start off with just real quickly the best and worst builds uh in your eyes uh you want me to run down the card real quick that we have uh yeah could you that was peter gabriel so we've got good rendition no it really wasn't we got bray wyatt defending the wwe championship against randy orton we have goldberg defending the wwe universal championship against brock lesnar we have the undertaker versus roman reigns Chris Jericho defending the United States Championship against Kevin Owens. John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. You can't see me. Bailey defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. For now, assuming, you know, Nia Jax got added to that. Yeah. Alexa Bliss defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against everyone in a type of match that they have yet to announce. Um, Neville defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Austin Aries. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against Enzo and Big Cass and Cesaro and Sheamus. Spoiler alert. Uh, That's one of the worst builds. Go on. Uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And then Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. So already, you know, one thing jumps out. We don't have a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Yet, I, I would assume that gets thrown in there, but who knows? Um, yeah, way to, but way yeah, to go treat ahead and, those belts with respect. Right. So why don't we quickly 
name our best and worst, and then we can kind of dive into them after that. Ryan, sure. go ahead. All right. Well, let me start with some positives because I don't want to bring a yep. bunch of negativity in. All right. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, I think, has been pretty good because it's it's been a long running story. The story's been going on for a really long time. And sure, there have mm-hmm. been some missteps along the way, but I think that this build has been pretty decent. And if they get Luke Harper in the mix as well, I think it will be a very solid, solid match. Uh, John Cena versus The Miz. Excellent build. Probably the best build so far because those guys are just, they're really on top of their promo skills. And I think that that match, even though it has, you know, it's a mixed tag match and those don't always go so well, I think it's going to be a pretty fun match. Um, Now, the worst build, in my opinion, and... (laughs) No surprise to anybody, probably, is Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Big dogs and big yards and all that stuff. Okay. If they don't get, and we can go into this later, but if they don't put Braun Strowman in that match, massive missed opportunity. I also think that the tag title matches on both shows, there isn't even a build on SmackDown, but that, I mean, that's yeah. that's a heinous mistake. But, uh, those builds have been really bad. They're afterthoughts. Nobody cares about them. I really, my prediction is that those are going to be on the pre-show. Um, I think Bailey and Charlotte, I would put in the uh, bad category because they're totally yeah. betraying Bailey's character, which we can get into. Um, the other ones, you know, Shane versus Styles. That, that that so far is pretty new, and I don't have you know a whole lot of judgment on that. I think it's fine for what it's it is so far. We'll see it going forward. Um, but yeah, the, the two best for me are Orton, Wyatt and Cena Miz. And the, the two worst are Reigns, Undertaker and the tag builds. Okay. We're going to disagree pretty, pretty strongly here. Surprisingly. Um, my best, uh, a couple bests, I guess Jericho and Owens for sure. Um, I think that's the number one. I think that's the best rivalry going in i think it's the one that has been consistent you know it hasn't really done anything uh, unnecessarily swervy or you know whatever i mean it's just that could be main eventing you know a smaller show you know if this wasn't wrestlemania um neville and austin aries is has been fantastic i mean for how slow the cruiserweight division started out, it's really got something to it now. And bringing Aries in is, it, you know, was a perfect build to just his debut. Neville has been easily the best part of either show, uh, so I can't wait. And I'm so happy and surprised that the cruiserweight championship is being defended in a one-on-one match because <laughs> yeah. that had you know ladder match or six man, uh, you know, written all over it. So that they're treating that belt that way is is a real blessing, I think. Especially when you look at what they're doing with the women's titles and, you know, the tag titles and, and that sort of thing. I really thought that was going to be this year's, you know, ladder match or whatever. So I think those are my two best. Just so Oh, and remind me, this. Remind me yeah. to tell you something about the Owens-Jericho match. Because, again, I mean, I, I like both those guys, but there's a, there's a yeah. reason why I don't consider it one of my best. So okay. you, you'll see. For my worst... Uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. <laughs> Interesting. And that'll be a thing that I, I can get into more. So I'll, 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 that'll obviously be a discussion. Sure. Um, and then, uh, Bailey and, and Charlotte and Sasha for sure. Those are my two like clear worst builds, uh, going into WrestleMania. So we do, um, I mean, we do so, basically agree on that one then, but we can talk. More yeah. About that, that one, that one we, we agree on just nothing else. Well, let's start off then talking about. Jericho and Owens, how about? Sure, yep. Were you going to say something else? No, no, go ahead. Okay. So here's the thing. I love both those guys. I think they've been putting in great work. However, my problem with this angle is it's been very telegraphed to a Mm -hmm. degree where you knew that Owens was going to get distracted in some fashion at Fastlane by Jericho. It's just... You were waiting for everything to happen, and 
you were just waiting for these guys to turn on each other. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they turned on each other. You're just waiting for that moment because you knew that WrestleMania was going to be the end of this because Jericho's leaving. And so, and again, yeah. I know that you're not supposed to look at things outside of the wrestling world. That's not really fair. But because I know that Jericho is going on tour with Fozzie or whatever, it takes away some of the magic that that build could have because it just seems... Um, it's just an inevitable end that, yes, it's been building up for a long time and those guys are hilarious and they do great work, but it just doesn't have that real magic to me because it's just been portrayed in such a fashion where it's like, okay, we're just waiting for this moment to happen. And you, every time it's been happening that way that we basically called it, there have been no surprises with Owens and Jericho really. So, I mean, that's my main problem with it is that it's just, they're doing great work, but it's very telegraphed. Which is fine. I mean, to me, though, predictable isn't always bad if it's like logical storytelling. You know, if, if it's yeah. following a, a through line and you're getting reasonable decisions and behavior from both sides, you know, and you can see why they have a match and why this is happening, you know, and there isn't like, look at this crazy thing that happened just because we don't want to be predictable or, you know, whatever. It's very These solid have... storytelling. I mean, it's right. a great. And that's it's a very rare right now regard. in wwe and so i think i appreciate it for that even if yeah you you could see a lot of it coming but here's my other problem with that build though mm -hmm. and no disrespect to the um united states title this should be for the world title if kevin owens yeah. was going to be the champ the whole time and they take it off him to put on goldberg and lesnar which we'll get into that uh i think it's funny that you and i didn't even mention that in 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 any like best or worst scenario. But yeah. anyways, the fact that this no longer has that, that universal title is BS to me because it, it should be Chris Jericho going after that title because he wants it because Kevin Owens has had it the whole time. It's just, that was a missed opportunity. And again, another reason why I think the build has been a little less, um, it could be better. I mean, that they is deserve more. the one thing I would uh, you know, mark it down for is, yeah, it would make more sense story-wise considering their entire relationship was about the universal title for this match to be for the universal title. Um, so I agree with that for sure. Uh, but on the other hand, I like that we're going to have Kevin Owens, U.S. champion, you know, coming out of WrestleMania, and that means he'll have held basically the top three belts in the company, you know, in his first year and a half or two years however long it's been yeah which um, is awesome for even, him. and he deserves you know which it. whatever you can say about the you know the runs you know at least with the universal title like i get it but you know he came in he should have won that u.s title off of cena and i always thought it was a mistake and it probably hurt him that he didn't so this feels like a nice bit of you know now we can see especially if brock lesnar is going to be universal champion that will basically mean that for most of the year, Kevin Owens is the highest decorated member of the Raw roster, you know, because he's going to have the de, de facto uh, top belt on the show because you won't see the Universal Champion. That know, is a good point. A week out of the month. That so, is a very good point. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's talk about Bray Wyatt and uh, Randy Orton then, since that's okay. What we so, disagree so tell on me, tell me why you why you think it's Trash City. Well, first off, we never got real justification for Randy Orton having a rivalry with Bray Wyatt. Like, there was never anything so dramatic that he would be justified in going through this ridiculous Bond villain machination, you know, to eventually turn on Bray Wyatt. I'm a snake, you motherfuckers! He, you know... Lost some matches, Bray Wyatt, you know, and his, his boys messed with him a little bit. But there was never, like, some dramatic moment where he was just, like, completely demolished by them or something terrible happened that, you know, would give him cause to go through all this. Second, the, the timing of him finally turning on Bray Wyatt made no sense either. Because if you wanted it to be that moment, you would have done it the second Bray Wyatt won that title. You don't have Randy Orton come out and say, I'm not going to wrestle you, wait a little while, and then do this thing and be like, oh, by the way, I'm going to wrestle you. You 
have him strike the second he gets what he wanted, which is Bray Wyatt as champion, you know, to take the belt from him if that's his thing. And even then, when he cut his promo on Tuesday, it wasn't about the title. This is the number one title in the company over the Universal Championship. And he doesn't seem to care. It's about Bray Wyatt. like So that tells me this match didn't even need the title. It's just about him turning on Bray Wyatt and doing whatever. But again, why? What did Bray Wyatt do to you know do all this? Plus, Randy Orton comes off as the heel. The dude went and burned his house down, burned his sister's remains or whatever the hell, wore all black, like, that's you know that's not oh here's the good guy to cheer it's i think he know, is the heel. that's a heel i think that huh? they're turn i th- i think he is the heel i think they're turning bray face i thought i thought that's if, what that's what you would have thought but then look at what uh, bray wyatt cut one of his you know kooky promos then in response on tuesday and rubbed ashes all over him whatever that's not a face action that's just bray wyatt so like there's no turn here it's so it's like this muddled who is who and what is what situation on top of that, bringing AJ Styles into the picture to make it look like he was going to get a title shot for a match that everyone would want to see, you know, AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt, that would make for a better show just to create what, like a couple of weeks of TV to get to where you were going to get from Royal Rumble, you know, which was Randy Orton in the title match at WrestleMania. It, it just, it's the exact opposite of Owens and Jericho which is storytelling that makes no sense character behaviors that make no sense, you know, and there's no point A to point B that you can write out and say, Oh, I can see why this person did this, or this is, you know, a strong character arc or anything like that. It just feels like something they had no plan for, or they had like an end point and had no idea how to get, get there. And in the meantime, they had to do eight weeks of TV and they've just, been kind of spinning their wheels and trying to figure out something to get there it it just it's the best example of bad wwe writing and booking with no internal story logic or consistency and no good character development and wrestlers who have no well-defined roles this is going to end with randy orton as champion who wants that in 2017 you know like how is that a good use of that title. Well, I don't think that that's necessarily the foregone conclusion there. Okay, I could see Bray Wyatt winning this, but if he does, then Randy Orton is the worst wrestler in the history of the WWE. Because he just spent like <laughs> 6 months undercover winning tag team titles, doing all this nonsense, attacking good guys, blah 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 <laughs> to lose, you know? Sure, like but- it, it's but but if he, but if he ends i mean okay yes i totally understand what you're saying but if he ends up breaking up the family where now luke harper and bray wyatt are no longer i mean that might have been his entire what it seems to me is that that has been the entire sway of his reasoning this entire storyline is that for whatever reason and i do have to agree with you there was no legit reason for him to take issue with the wyatts but for whatever reason, he must have decided, you know what, I don't like these people and I'm going to break them up because they're garbage. And I also think that in the middle there, kind of like with some of the old Undertaker angles, there was some mysticism going on. And I think that we that Randy Orton was under the spell of Bray Wyatt when they had those 1984, 1985, yeah. 1986 circa uh, eye flashes like. I think that that was legit. I think that we were at that point. This he was not undercover, but he somehow because he's the, you know the. the okay, but then how it. did he break it? Like when did that start and when did that end and why? Like there's no there's well, nothing to that. Well, he probably broke it the, the same way that the Undertaker, Kane, and Daniel Bryan broke Bray Wyatt's spell, which is go sit in the back in the gorilla position for five minutes. I don't know. I mean, yes, right. I agree with you that that stuff is garbage, but I think that there's a little more logic involved that's that's a little more mystical logic than like a more straightforward story of Jericho versus Owens I think that they and they haven't done a wonderful job of this of course but I do think it's one of the best builds just based on 
I think probably something my fandom as well. And then because this story has been going on for quite a while, it, it is, it hasn't been pieced together in the past couple of weeks. I mean, they're, they've, they've had some missteps along the way, but there were some really cool moments throughout this build. Like when, uh, when Orton was protecting Bray Wyatt during the Royal rumble, that was pretty cool. And that's the thing though, like the best moments of this arc have been when randy orton was just all in like them winning the tag titles and you know defending them even though it was quick that was the most exciting randy orton's been in a long time like at that point they should have realized that they should just find a reason to uh justify him being a wyatt and stick with it and not have this convoluted oh i tricked you crap you know to pay it off him working with Bray Wyatt was great. Like it was it, it great. Worked really well for Randy Orton as a character. They just needed to give him a reason to be in there, and instead, we get yet another Bray Wyatt angle that ends with him sucking at being Bray Wyatt. Like <laughs> he kidnapped Kane, and then Kane just came back with with no. Uh, repercussions no consequences it was just like he's here he is nothing happened with that he used spooky children against john cena guess what he still lost john cena nothing with no you know consequences he had exploding tvs for you know uh dean ambrose nothing came out of that i think he even won that angle but there still was like what was the long-term effect of that there wasn't well let me put forth daniel bryan he turned daniel bryan what let me put forth an idea that i just had mm-hmm. when you were explaining all this maybe the point and this is a massive stretch maybe mm-hmm. the point is that this guy actually isn't some cult leader he's a total fraud <laughs> that's why all the time he fails and yet the the buzzards in the audience uh st- you know they still follow him cuz they think he's a cult leader when he's a total joke so maybe the underlying story here is that we're believing a guy who doesn't have any capabilities to do any of this stuff and fails constantly and we're buying the lie if that's the case then you turn him face and you say that and you say you know i went down this road trying to be something i'm not and yet you all still followed me so now I'm going a different path and he targets, you know, Baron Corbin or, you know, some other legit heel asshole and or, you know, decides he's going to defend the heavyweight title or, you know, whatever. Like, because instead we just have, you know, Kane, Cena, Ambrose, Daniel Bryan, Undertaker, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, all of these guys that he's tried spooky shit with. And failed miserably. Like, at least with Undertaker, he was burying people alive. He was kidnapping Stephanie. He was doing, like, he was doing stuff that actually worked and, you know, was successful. Bray Wyatt has done nothing but fuck up from start to finish. You know, when you explain it like that, and you're not wrong, when you you explain his storylines like that, he sounds like the most garbage trash wrestler of all time. So you're right. If Randy Orton does The fact that he gets any reaction still is amazing. Like, it's it's a testament to him having charisma. Yeah, the talent of the man behind Bray Wyatt. I don't even know his real name. But um, it's that says... And that actually underlines a deeper problem and that's that this guy could be one of the top money makers in the company if they just let if they gave him right i mean i've been saying for since we started this podcast that he needs like a soft reset like you need to give him a bit of a change ground him a bit more make him a face and you would have something for real instead you've got nonsense with flashing eyes and randy orton in a burned down farmhouse and Bray Wyatt just sitting and rubbing dirt all over himself, and somehow that's a WrestleMania match. It, it's just, like, there is something there, and it feels like it's being squandered. So for all of those reasons, that is why I feel like this is one of the worst builds to WrestleMania. I totally respect that, and I guess the reason why I really enjoy it is because 
it kind of harkens. I mean, these back are your dudes. Some of the like, these are your, yeah. your guys. Too. Yeah, they are. And and this it reminds me of the over the top angles that the Undertaker. When I was a little kid, and it's like the Undertaker with the urn and all that. Like this reminds me of some of that, which I think is why I enjoy it so much. Because the stuff I've noticed that the things that I enjoy the most about modern day wrestling are things that remind me of when I was young. And so that's my yeah. favorite. It's the nostalgia stuff, which is why I think I still enjoy wrestling. And so, yeah, the fact that it's Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, my opinion, is not exactly trustworthy because I do enjoy both of them. And I think this is I think this is pretty neat that we're finally we're getting a we're getting a um, WrestleMania match that has Bray Wyatt in the title picture. I mean, I've been begging for yeah. that for years. So I guess that's why I think that the build has been decent Which enough. Which is totally to fine. And I don't mean to, but yeah, but no, I totally, that, but... I totally get what you're saying because I kind of did yeah. the same thing about the Jericho Owens, like, Oh, it's so telegraphed right. and all that. So I totally, I totally get where you're coming from on this angle. So, I mean, that's cool that we disagree about these two match. I mean, I think, I think Owens versus Jericho is going to be a very fun, entertaining, great match. And I also think that yeah, Bray I mean, Wyatt versus, versus Orton Go is going to be a pretty awesome match too. I don't know what, what kind of RKO we're going to get what Bray's doing. Maybe when he's in his like spider crawl or his crab crawl. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting because you know, Wyatt's not a flyer and Orton's best RKOs are always catching someone, you know, midair or some kind of acrobatics. So we need to get Luke Harper in this what match they do. too. I, I really need that to happen. So if that happens, I'm all in, but I, don't I just really... honestly what I would like to see if they're going to stick with this Bray Wyatt is to have him debut like a new family and bring in either like sanity from NXT or like two or three new guys. Sanity or, just or be Big this... Bart, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, or possibly what Big Bart. About, yeah, but... Big Bart would be a great member of the, the Wyatt family. Um, you're you're going to laugh so hard when you actually know who Big Bart is. And that's okay. what you're going you're gonna to love it. Um <laughs> But it's it's like I just feel like you have to either completely, you know, if the idea of Orton is that he was breaking up the family, Bray Wyatt can only win by reforming the family, you know, or resurrecting the family in some way, shape or form. Otherwise, what, you know, you just have Bray Wyatt lose again and Randy Orton is champion. And, you know, <laughs> so it, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, there there's obviously it can go a lot of different ways. I, I would say it. For whatever the build was, it's not a predictable match. So yeah, I think there's more mystery in this match than there is in the Owens Jericho match. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, you know, Owens is going to win that and take that title, but yeah. that will be a great match. So yes. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. So, um, oh, go ahead. I would say, I, you know, we we agree on the the Raw Women's Championship. I th I don't think we need to get too much into that. No, we can just mention briefly. It, the main problem. Is that there may Bailey's character has changed and not for the better. And right. it just seems sloppy. And Sasha's character, like they don't know what to do with her. Charlotte has been putting in good work. This whole this Dana turn would have been better 20 years ago. And I mean, I, I think right. that's nice, but I don't even I have no idea what they're doing with that. And so it's like a wasted opportunity. The whole the whole angle is sloppy. Well, they gave away so much of Fastlane. Like you gave away and raw. I mean, you gave away Bailey's title win. That should have happened at WrestleMania. You gave away Charlotte's pay-per-view loss. That should have happened at WrestleMania. Hell, you could have done the Dana Brooke turn at WrestleMania and just made that match this huge milestone thing that just completely changed the landscape of the division. Agreed. Instead, you've just done every bit of it to lead up. And now the WrestleMania match is what? Like us. Excuse me. Is it Sasha Banks turning, which we already know is coming? Like that's not going to be a big deal. You put in Nia Jax and she wins. I mean, okay, but it it just it feels like they undercut their own title match to such a degree in the meet, you know, and in the process destroyed Bailey's character. You know, have made Charlotte the reasonable person in this entire angle. Like her and Stephanie have been right about everything since bailey won totally agree with you you know sasha was just like spinning her wheels and then now she's like teasing the heel turn that we all know is coming and that's fine but it, it's just there's nothing to this and if you bring in nia Jax, at least it'll be a little different but it, it's just 
it's a mess. It's a yeah. real shame what has happened to that division. Um, and then I just want to briefly talk about Neville and Aries, which I already did a little bit, but it's I again, you know, I said at the at Fastlane that the Neville match was going to be match of the night, and it was. And this could easily be the entire match, you know, the match of WrestleMania if if they give it time, if it gets to do its thing, because Aries is great, Neville is great, and you know they they should let them go all out if they really want this to be a special thing. So I hope they do that, and they just Neville's so good as a heel, he just is so good as a heel. And I'm really surprised that they turned Aries because he was clearly a heel to start. But I think they just saw that they couldn't get any traction with any face in that division. And Aries has the kind of like charisma and mic skills that they desperately needed. So He does. I'm not crazy about him, but he's a very talented yeah. wrestler. And so I think this match will be really good. But I want I don't yeah. want him to beat Neville. I, I that would be the that would be the mistake. Yeah, I don't either, but I'd be okay with it just because I feel like you give that belt, you know, some some juice if it's actually in a real rivalry and not just not. I mean, they've moved it around a lot, but make it feel like it's worth, you know, something worth fighting for. And I think Neville's done a pretty good job with that. And I think if you get Aries to take that belt and maybe have, you know, Neville win it back by cheating you know, at the next show or, or whatever and, and slowly build as you bring in hopefully more people to that division. But yeah, yeah, yeah it that's be, another one. I'm not sure which way to go. It, this this match could, though, be the spark that finally ignites interest, uh, you know, yeah. like universal interest in the cruiserweight division. And if that's the case. Yep. Awesome. More power to these guys. I mean, Austin Aries is. A very I hope good it's wrestler. on the main show. I mean, I, I well, would better be surprised, be. you know, but it it would be nice to have that give it get its you know get its moment and not just be on the pre-show yeah so here's a garbage build Mm. the tag teams for both divisions and i mean we don't even have to spend much time in this because there's not much to say (laughs) but i don't understand why the tag titles on smackdown are mia when you have a team like American Alpha. And by the way, if Kurt Angle does show up and for some reason has some sort of thing with them at WrestleMania, if it's a if it's just like a little, you know, the rock interlude kind of thing, I'm okay with that because that's a huge rub for them. And that would be, you know, in lieu of a match, okay, fine. But if they do some garbage pre show match where they're fighting the Usos or something and it's nothing, that's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, especially because they just did a match with the Usos, you know, it's like, and they've been doing that. But on the other hand, who else are they going to wrestle unless you bring up the revival, which, you know, if they had like an open challenge for the SmackDown titles and the revival come out, you know, it's it's always going to be about like bringing up cool people from NXT. I know, but that again, it feels like you have to do something a little more freeform because you have no build in that division. Exactly. You know, you just keep sort of teasing the Usos thing, but then not going through with it. I mean, if they just do a single, you know, a one-on-one, not one-on-one, but, you know, standard tag match between American Alpha and the Usos for the tag titles and the Usos win, I okay, but that would be a feel like you really wasted something with American Alpha that you'll have to rebuild now, basically, from, from the start. And Plus, I, just, I don't think they've gotten really anything cared. out of them yet. Yeah, I mean, who, right. There's not. It's not some big title defense. It'd just be okay. Here's a match, two people. You know, two teams we've seen a lot before. You know, on the yeah. on the on the raw side of things, just Buzz's girlfriend Woof. Like you can't. Yeah. It, it's it's such a mess, and I'm a big. Fa- I I like Sheamus and Cesaro together. I think they're fine, but I think this whole thing is trash because I don't care if they win. I don't care if. Uh, um the club retains. I don't care if Enzo and big cast win. I know that's probably a big moment for people, but those guys are just dead in the water to me right now. So the whole thing, there's not one team there that has any sort of power behind them. And I mean, what's probably going to happen, you know, we can talk about this on our, our live episode uh, for WrestleMania, but I mean, I think Enzo and Cass, they're just going to win it, and that'll be a WrestleMania moment for them, and good for them as performers, yeah. but in terms of storyline, just... 
Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense either because they can't win a clean match. You know, it, Enzo is useless in the ring, and it, it's just they're on their, you know, they're on the downside of, of their crowd reactions, and, and it just is weird timing. They shouldn't have taken the titles off Cesaro and Sheamus when they did. No. You know, if anything, this should have been a build where the club won at WrestleMania or something, but then again, you'd had the club lose so many chances it's just it's just weird how badly they handle the tag teams. I know it's because Vince doesn't care about tag teams, but man, there's there's a lot of good teams that have nothing to them right now, and it's it's a real shame. Yeah, it's uh, we'll see what happens, but it's it's a bummer. I mean, yeah. hey, at least they're gonna get a WrestleMania paycheck probably, unless they unless they get cut right. or. I mean, I could honestly see every single tag team in both divisions thrown right into the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royal Battle Royal Memorial whatever. Yeah, that. Um, um, yeah, that'll be interesting because you know we we're not getting Big Show and Shaq, and he's in the Battle Royal again. So I don't know who even wins that thing. I really hope they don't just put Braun in there, but I guess they could just to give him some kind of big win at WrestleMania. I hope Jack Gallagher wins the Andre yeah, the Giant be Battle Royal. Yeah, that would be quite a thing. So um and we still have a few matches that should pop up like uh Baron Corbin and Ambrose for yeah, the Continental which, title. Which could be pretty decent. I, I hope that that's like a street I hope it's fight. like a street fight or something. Yeah. I just said go. that I said that first. I said it before I you. said that yeah whatever. I said that. Um yep. and then all right. So Undertaker versus Reigns needs to have if, if Braun Strowman isn't in that match, I wanna I wanna boycott that match. Like, come on. Did you see what Braun Strowman did to Roman yeah, Reigns he, on Monday? He bodied Roman Reigns. I, that, I watched that 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 was a bump. That right actually looked yeah, that, that looked like it was screwed up and that Reigns was just a little doll. And you know what's hilarious is he probably I doubt that Vince was super happy that he looked like such a little bitch because Bra- unless Braun Strowman is getting in the Undertaker match, like you just made Roman Reigns look like a five-year-old girl. I mean, it was amazing. He just threw him like he was Jack Gallagher. Like it, it unbel- I mean, whether that was Reigns doing anything or just a legit could not control himself, that was a that was a nice moment. And then, of course, the crowd just chants for HBK and says, thank you, Strowman. Yeah, Roman Reigns is dead in the water. Yeah, it's really weird. Even though, like, the bit with Shawn Michaels was decent, like, especially by Roman Reigns standards. Like, you know, the retire line was a good one. Like, it, it you know, that was fine. And I don't. Sure, if the guy I, was I a heel. The, right. That's the thing. It's like, it is heelish. So, you know, maybe we're doing a thing here. Maybe we're not. I um, doubt that very much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now, you know, you heard, did you hear that the plan is already for next WrestleMania to be Lesnar versus Reigns for the title? No, but I'm not surprised. I actually thought that would be SummerSlam, which I guess, like, unless you have something to say about the Undertaker-Reigns match, we can kind of move on because the only thing I have to say about that is the build is not great. I don't care about whose yard it is, and I don't think that those two mesh well together, and I believe that if Braun Strowman does not get in the match – that match is not going to be well received, and it's probably going to be a pretty boring match because I don't think Roman Reigns can wrestle with the Undertaker in a way that will make the Undertaker. I mean, his matches are slow, and Roman Reigns doesn't have that many moves to offset right. that. So, yeah, it's going to be real interesting if it's just them to see how that comes out as a match because you know I've been a more of a defender of Reigns than you, obviously. But he's as good as the guy across the ring from him, you know. Like he's not yeah. a guy that elevates a match himself. And Undertaker is way past the point where he can do that. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And so now we might as well move on to Lesnar versus. And you know what? We should probably keep Lesnar versus Goldberg talk under two minutes just to be safe. Here's the thing. Sure. I don't think that match is going over two minutes. I think it's going to be a squash. And I think that Lesnar's going to squash Goldberg. What would be shocking is if Goldberg just squashed Lesnar again, and that was, and that was that, and that was the end of that angle. I mean, that that would actually surprise me. But I think that Goldberg is going to get uh, murked by Brock Lesnar, and that's going to end the show. And it's going to be really short, and people are going to, you know, people I get people love Brock Lesnar, so there'll probably be some cheers. But I think it'll it'll be confusing because people will be like, really, this was the main event. I, I just don't see them going very long so and the build to this 
has been serviceable, but again, I don't, I mean, the same way that everybody complains about cryptic Bray Wyatt promos, Paul Heyman always talking about Brock Lesnar sounds the same to me. And I just don't, I mean, Paul Heyman's a great talker, but I just, I'm, I tune it out. I, I, it's the same thing over and over again. And I'm not very interested in this angle because I don't believe that getting emotionally invested in this angle is a smart idea because it's not going to go very long. And if I'm wrong, I'll come on and say, I'm totally wrong, but I just don't think, I think it's going to be a short match with two big names that everybody gets to cheer for two minutes and then boom, it's done. Yeah, I disagree. I mean, I've liked the build and I think it's going to go over five minutes. I will say that. I will I'll say that's that's the over under mark because I, I think that Goldberg, you know, goes for his usual thing and Lesnar blocks it or avoids it. And all of a sudden it turns into, well, now what does Goldberg have to do to win? And, you know, Lesnar throws him around and they start fighting kind of an MMA sort of thing, you know, and be a little more physical and and get just knocked down, drag out, and eventually Lesnar catches him with an F5 and that's it. If this match gets bloody, I, I mean, I think that's necessary, but I don't think they'll yeah, do that. I don't think they'll have nice. a main event, especially with Goldberg's kid always hovering around. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised because Goldberg is such a, you know, Puritan right now. But I just, I, I think there's there'll be more to it than, than you're predicting. I, it still won't feel, you know, like some 20-minute epic, but I don't think it needs to, especially when it's going to be at the end of a six-hour show, you know? Like, I think people will be happy to see a big impact two big names, you know, boom, 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 quickness that feels significant and then get out and go home. So if Reigns is going to uh, retire The Undertaker, that could go yeah. on last. And then The Undertaker is the last person that we see at WrestleMania and we all cheer for him and thank him for his years of service. Yeah, I mean, that'd be one way to protect a short match, you know. Is, is to do that, and especially with how much Vince loves Roman, you could easily just call The Undertaker the the main event, and no one would really argue against that. You know, it undervalues the universal title, but that's kind of what they do with that title, so it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, we have a list. We, we have a list that's more important than the uh, universal title. Maybe right. Gold... Yeah. See, what, what they should have done, Goldberg and Brock should have been fighting for the list. Yeah, and it could right. have turned into a big thing where Jericho is like, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be leaving, so I need somebody powerful to watch over this thing." Boy, it, it's just lean, just lean in, just lean all in on that garbage. <laughs> yeah, they should really just hire you and use that idea. All right, so I guess we've discussed that. I mean, you did bring up the uh, Corbin slash. Ambrose thing, which I assume is going to be happening unless they carry that into right. like the, the Andre, the giant, but I, I would hope they wouldn't do that. No, not with the Aaron continental title. Are there other matches that we're forgetting about? Uh, nothing that's worth talking about, you know, like Cena and Miz is the one that we didn't oh, really discuss. Duh. And, I, so I said that Shane was one of the, AJ. that's well, we should bring those up real quick. So okay. I said Cena Miz was one of the best builds. And the reason why I believe that is because these guys are bringing real-life things that the crowd wants them to say to each other into the build, and I think that's great. That always makes for compelling wrestling when you have the wrestlers basically voicing the the concerns of the crowd, and so that is pretty cool. And plus, you've got... I mean, the one weird thing about it is that The Miz should be in the title picture, and Cena should be in the title picture. Like, seriously, this match should probably be for the title, but... right. You know, it is what it is, and it's it's fine. It, it it should be pretty entertaining, but I think the build has been well done. Here's my problems with it: Maurice can't wrestle, so that half of that match is going to be bad. Two, Miz is always right, and Cena and Bella have nothing to fire back at him with. Like every single segment is Miz demolishing Cena and Nikki, which is pretty cool. Which no, I like, but I'm saying it's uneven. Cena. And Nikki have nothing to come back at them with. So they're going to like sit here. Miz is going to be the one who's correct the entire time. And then he's just going to lose so that Cena can propose to Nikki in the middle of the ring. Like it, it's, it feels like a build that is leading to that isn't going to match the match itself. And it's just going to be there. It's just there to get this Cena and Nikki moment at WrestleMania, you know? So it feels like all of this stuff that all this work that Miz is doing is for nothing. So I agree, but I do think that Cena proposing to Nikki at WrestleMania 
would be a special moment. To me, though, I know they're both weird pseudo people, but how does that work on a human emotional level? Yeah, I don't know. You know like, do they have to actually do, they have to actually have like a real proposal off camera, like somewhere else? You know, or and then this is like it's the that fake she doesn't even because that they told her that the story angle is something different and Cena's actually going to catch her off guard. I mean, that that's the one thing I had thought of the other she day. She would have to be the legitimately dumbest person alive to not see that this well, is where it's going. Sure, I don't think she's a genius, but I mean, if they told her, look, the angle, we're going to build this up and you're going to get really pissed, and they, they could lie. I mean, they could, sure. I mean, it, it seems like such a foregone conclusion, but they could have said something that in her mind, if she knows that that's what the ending's supposed to be, this kind of build could make sense, even though they're kind of teasing the marriage thing. They've always done that crap with him. Yeah. And so it's it, like it just it, it just feels like something they're doing only for total divas and total bellas. And it doesn't feel like it's worth all of this. So yeah. I just I can't get fully behind it, even if I like what the Miz is doing a lot. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. And then Shane and AJ. Um, again, you know, we've talked about it in the past before. It's, uh, I understand, you know, how it can benefit AJ. Um, his attack on Shane was great. Uh, a side note on that, the camera in the car is one of the worst things that WWE has ever done. I don't know if you even saw the whole no, thing. No, I didn't. It ended, you know, AJ jumps Shane in the garage, beats the shit out of him, throws him through the rear driver's side passenger window. Um, rear driver's side, you know, a uh, window in the back and it's great. And Shane's all bloody and whatever later in the show, they're showing the replays. They have a camera set up in the back of the car to show Shane's head going through the window. So they just shit all over everything they did with that, yeah. with that angle and that turn That's hilarious. to show one little angle. I mean, it's the worst possible thing you could do if you're trying to tell that story and trying to get people to buy into this. Yeah, you just that's basically no said we knew exactly what was happening. You know what I mean? So that's terrible. That's just awful. But the fight was good, and I, I mean, yeah, I wish AJ was wrestling Shinsuke or you know Finn Balor or Bray Wyatt or some other legit four-and-a-half-star match you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. But hopefully this will be good. I had read so on Uproxx, Justin Donaldson does, you know, the SmackDown reviews. And yeah. he he mentioned something that I had not thought of that actually makes a lot of sense. This is Shane McMahon or I mean I mean um AJ Styles could not get a bigger match really in the eyes of WWE because Shane McMahon can do whatever he wants. And so they this actually right. frees up AJ to do something pretty incredible with basically no, you know, probably no, uh, no restrictions because it's against Shane McMahon and Shane can be like, dad, we're doing this. And then that's that. And it's like, that that's pretty cool because AJ deserves to be in complete control of what he wants to do. So I do think that Shane versus AJ is a pretty big reward for AJ because Shane is, you know, even though Shane, the wrestler is not the best guy in the universe, like those matches are always super hyped and super important to the card because he doesn't wrestle all that. Yeah, often. but Shane's not. I mean, the enthusiasm for Shane has dwindled. And, you know, the last time he was in the ring, he got a concussion. And it's he, he can't, you know, his offense is terrible. So you've got AJ Styles, the top wrestler in the industry, selling for Shane McMahon, you know, for 15 minutes. Sure. And yeah, it's it's. It should be AJ Styles coming out, elbowing him in the head twice. Styles clash matches over, you know, like it should be Goldberg versus Lesnar, you know, or Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. The fact that it's not going to be is a difficult pill to swallow. Um, so for that reason, it's, it's tough because you could get so much more out of AJ. But yeah, in the McMahon's eyes, it is exactly what it is. It is this spotlight match. It's like a, a co-main event, basically, to them. But it, it's just a shame to be like, well, that's what we're getting from AJ Styles after he, you know, jobbed to Chris Jericho last year. He should have the championship, you know. Like, they should have done Cena and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yeah, they should have. And that, or that just is such a shame. They should have done AJ versus Bray or AJ versus Orton. Right. Because those matches, right. the fact that they gave away AJ versus Orton on TV for yeah, free. Yeah, that's insane to me. Is the like, dumbest thing I've ever heard. You main event. Yeah. yeah. But that's what they have to do because they can't 
fill TV otherwise. Like, they can't avoid matches because they have to do five hours of live TV every week. Like, they have to give away all these matches that they absolutely shouldn't be. So it's just something we have to, you know, accept and get used to. Yeah. Well, we might as well talk about a couple angles we'd like to see after WrestleMania since we're we're hover, we're coming up on the, an hour yeah, mark we're here running soon. Long, so, yeah. yeah. So if it, it, uh, do you want me to jump in right away or do you? Yeah, go ahead. OK, so I would like to see an extended angle between Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper after WrestleMania that culminates at SummerSlam. And I don't they don't have to be doing that all the time, but you get seeds throughout the months between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Cause I think AJ or um, Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt would be an awesome match. I mean, it's a match I want to see. I don't know if it's a, are you saying that's for the title? No, not necessarily just that that would be those two guys in an angle together. I don't know okay. where the title is going to be. I don't think that needs the title. I think that would just be an angle that would be pretty good. I mean, I think that would be something that would be helped if he had a new Wyatt family. That's you know, true. That that would be a nice build on that is for Wyatt to have these this new group and have Luke Harper to come back and be like, wait, what the fuck? And, you know, go after all of them. That would be a um, great so that'd I be could, a great storyline, actually. Yeah. So I would so like to I see could, that. I could be on board with that. There's rumors that they're going to do a draft or some sort of free agent thing. And Roman Reigns is going to SmackDown. And in return, AJ is going to Raw, which I am really in favor of both those moves i think that would be a really nice change for both shows and if you do that and you give me a face aj against kevin owens you know for the u.s title for a few months raw will be the best show you know of the week every week that'd be Um, a great angle at the same time you know you put roman with uh you know a baron corbin obviously bray i know i've done that before but maybe it could be different now um you know there's just really good matches on both sides if you make that change. So I really hope they go with that. Not to mention if Finn Balor comes back, then you have AJ and Finn Balor, you know, or some kind of club, you know, reformation, uh, things like that. So that's kind of a big thing I'm looking for. Um, obviously, with Brock Lesnar as champion not being around, uh, it'll be interesting to see what matches they put him in. But if that includes AJ Styles, uh, yes, please. So it, basically, I'm just hoping that that move happens. Yeah, that would be a nice move. I want Braun Strowman to have an angle that ends at SummerSlam with either Lesnar, Big Show, or Kane, one last like monster run for him, and then it's over. Like I want Braun to retire one of those guys. I mean, I know he's not gonna retire Brock Lesnar, but like I, I want I want him to go over one of those big guys at SummerSlam to cement that he's the new he's the new big guy in the company. Honestly, I wish that match he already had with Big Show had been a retirement thing because that match was so great and it feels like you kind of gave away that moment already. Um yeah. And Kane, I mean, I don't even Kane's running for office apparently. So, I don't know that we're going to see him much at all. That's why we haven't seen him since November. Um which is crazy. I didn't realize that till the other day. Uh but, I mean, Braun Strowman versus Lesnar is, is definitely something they should do while, you know, Lesnar is champion. Like, that's an easy bet. You can have Strowman squashing people uh, in the meantime and then have him, you know, but someone needs the title match and go after Lesnar. Someone needs to interfere. I, Braun can't. Well, never mind, because Braun just lost clean to Roman. He Reigns, already lost I mean, to Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that that cat's out of the bag. So, yeah. But you know, you know what I wouldn't mind, and mm. I don't think they'll do this. But if that rumor about Roman Reigns going to SmackDown is true, what would be nice is if Braun hounds him so much that Roman's like, "Would you trade me off this show? I cannot right. be by this guy." Yeah. And like that yeah. saves that that makes Braun look like a monster. And save yeah. some of the fact that he just got pinned clean for no reason. So, like, I would love that. And then SmackDown would be like, well, what? Or, I mean, Raw would be like, well, if we trade you away, who are we going to get in return? And AJ's like, get me out of here. I can't stand Shane McMahon. Like, that's how you write that. Well, on AJ's side, he was fired, you know, by Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. So, you can just have that it just be happen? anything where he... Yeah, on Tuesday when he attacked oh. Shane, Daniel Bryan fired him oh, in response. I didn't know that. And then Shane came out at the very end and said, uh, you know, AJ has a match at WrestleMania now. Um, 
So you can just have it be a thing where he's been fired. He's getting his match against Shane. He beats Shane. And now they're just like, well, you can't be on this show anymore. You know, like it just is not a tenable uh, situation. Uh, your description of the, the Roman Braun thing is fun, except why wouldn't they just get rid of Braun Strowman? You know, like if Roman Reigns is a former world champion, yeah, he's the guy. That's true. I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah, they've got to have some other reason for Roman to leave that show. Um, and that'll be interesting to see if, if they do do that, how that works. If it's just a, if it's just in response, like, okay, well, you guys took AJ, we need someone else. And then they bring in Roman Reigns, you know, or something like that. But I, there has to be a bit more story to it, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, what I was saying actually makes no sense when you think about the power structure at Raw. Right. You know, the uh, Seth Rollins is going to need an angle, and I yep. don't really know with who. I I've, I kind I don't know. He he's weird. His character is weird to me. I, I just don't. Oh yeah, it's a mess. I mean, he gets some nice moments here and there, but there's like no legit consistent momentum. It, it, it he needs work. So. I wouldn't even mind if they just turned him heel again, but because he was better as a heel. Um, and I, I'm also wondering, I mean, is Finn Balor coming back before WrestleMania? Like, are we going to get him and Joe or, or some hell? Are we going to get a tag match where it's Seth and Finn against Joe and Triple H? Like, I would be totally okay with that. That's another thing that we didn't even talk about as far as this build and, and WrestleMania. Like, there are a lot of matches for this show. Yeah, there are. But I, I really hope they don't just hold Finn back to post-WrestleMania. Like, that would be a bummer. I want to see that dude get a WrestleMania entrance. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, especially with, you know, what he went through to be on Raw. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, WrestleMania, as we were saying right before we went on air here, WrestleMania is two weeks away, but there's still yep. so many questions up in the air. Yep. And that's really kind of crazy. But I guess, so, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of predict more angles afterwards, considering that we don't even know, like if, if, if Finn Balor is at WrestleMania, then that's easier to book him going forward. But now it's like, if yeah. he doesn't show up at WrestleMania, there's so many options you could put him in. And many of them would be great. I mean, either way, he's got a title match coming, you know? Yeah. Like, so he has to wrestle. So Brock it would Lesnar be champion, fin, yeah, which... Finn immediately against Brock Lesnar. But, but that's kind of a lose, lose situation because you can't have Finn lose. And Brock's right. not losing right away, I don't right. think. Unless, yeah. for some reason, they're like, you know what? Uh, Finn Balor needs to be the new monster in charge. And this was a whole, you know, this was a I mean, they need a baby. They need a top face bad. You know, if Finn yeah. is supposed to be that. So, not that I think he's going to beat Brock Lesnar, but you've got to have him look legit and maybe have, you know, a Samoa Joe or, or AJ Styles or someone interfere there, you know, and, and so to give him a top shelf angle. Um, but he's got to be a guy, you know, he's got to be the guy basically. Yeah. Especially if you move Roman to SmackDown. Yeah. Well, we'll, I mean, I guess we'll see, we'll, we'll gain a lot more knowledge in the next two weeks and then yep. we're going to have a live and by live, I mean, we're going to record it all together in the same place. We're not going to just stream it live. Cause uh, I don't think we know how to do that. But uh, yeah, no. we're we're going to have a live WrestleMania day podcast. It might be it might be a six hour podcast. I have no idea. Like we're, we're just going to record right. some stuff. We're, we're going to have some other people over and uh, it's going to be entertaining. And we can talk a lot more about some of the you know future angles. We can do predictions for WrestleMania and some yeah. uh, storylines after WrestleMania because we'll have a lot more information. Let's hope, unless unless day of yeah. WrestleMania, they're still trying to figure out if Finn Balor's showing up. I mean, if Fastlane's any indication, we'll probably have like four surprise matches added over the course of six hours, and and we won't even know what the hell's going on. So, but no, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a WrestleMania. That's for sure. It will be and a our, WrestleMania. Our will be a lot of fun. Yes, yep. it should be fun. I, I'm excited for a lot of the matches. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. And, you know, so on that ridiculously positive note, I guess we should wrap this up. I guess so. But I'm thinking, you know, Jinder Mahal is going to show up in the main event. I mean, he probably wins at least the, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, right? I could actually see that happening with all of a sudden him being on a monster <laughs> push. His body his I mean, no, no disrespect to the guy because I know he's working out, but his body is not cool. It makes me uncomfortable. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible and awful. And look at that. See, we ruined the positive thing. I tried to go out on the positive note, and then we had to talk about it. I guess so. I hope he doesn't listen to this because he will kick our asses. 
his like bicep would explode when he tried to swing at us. <laughs> okay, Dan said that, not Ryan. Ryan has no problem with Jinder uh-huh. Hall. Jinder uh-huh. Hall, go after yeah. Dan, please. Thank you for listening to Armbar with Dan and Ryan. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode, and it'll be even better than this one. Follow us on Twitter at Armbar Podcast, and you can email us at armbarpodcast at gmail.com. You'll do both of those things if you know what's good for you. Merry Christmas, darling.